The Sam Malik Show. You know, DeAndre Simmons from Real Housewives of Dallas on Bravo and has an exciting business. Want to tell you all about DeAndre. How you doing? I'm great. How are you doing, Sam? I am amazing. You're, we're both CEOs of our own brand, our own company. We I, are. How long has that been the case for you? I was long, hard fought, but I got there finally. (laughs) But what made it so long and hard? Yeah, my mother is a controlling person, let's just say that, and she didn't want to let go of the reins, and so she finally decided it was time, and, um, you know, unfortunately, everything was kind of moving along at a great pace, and then COVID-19 happened, so it kind of just shut down, but... We'll get back there. I mean, it was it was doing so well before, and I know we'll get back to that place. So where are you from originally? I'm from Dallas originally. I'm the only cast member on Real Housewives, born and raised in Dallas, fifth generation Texan. Fifth? Fifth generation Dallasite, fifth generation Texan, so. So what year was that? <laughs> like since 1850? What's five Probably. generations? Are you asking me to do math? That it's no, not no. Like, if you haven't watched the show, I'm not a mathematician, okay? <laughs> I can do other things, but math, I wrote... When I was growing up, I would write on my um, checkbook CE when I would, when we would write checks. You know, my dad would be checking my checkbook. What's CE? I said, I don't know, 25 something. I can't remember. So I just picked 25 <laughs> CE. Close enough. <laughs> Do you have any idea where sixth generation is from? Like where the original family came from? So, or no? Part of my family is Louisiana, um, then part of it from East Texas. So that's kind of, and then my grandmother was um, Cherokee Indian. So she's part of her bloodline is Cherokee Indian. So, um, but the last five generations lived in Dallas, born and raised in Dallas. And then, but if you look back, it's Louisiana, it's American Indian. It's, I mean, we're really like a bunch of mutts because my mother's English, Germans, you know, Swiss, French, everything. And then my dad has, my real last name was Calloway. So very Scottish. <laughs> we actually had a family trip to Edinburgh one time. <laughs> so is that why the golfer Kyle Montgomery uses Calloway golf clubs? You know, I don't know, but I wish I owned that company too. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so what, what part of Dallas did you grow up in? Um, I grew up before, my parents moved to Highland Park when I was um, in high school. Before that, we lived in, when my mother was divorced, we lived in a part of Dallas that was north called Carrollton. We had a little duplex and she got remarried and moved to like Dallas proper, which is North Dallas. And then we moved to Highland Park. So I literally just interviewed Mark Cuban. Do you guys live yeah. by each other? We do. He lives in Preston Hollow and I live in Highland Park. So we're probably, I think I could get to his house in seven minutes. I know where it is. Whoa. Yeah, I think <laughs> to go for 10 minutes depending on traffic, but right now it's probably seven minutes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I think to go from his pool house to his main residence, that's like six minutes. That could take, yeah, the whole, as long as it would take for me to drive my car to his house. But um, <laughs> I was at his gala right before um, the coronavirus became a huge issue in March. He has a fabulous gala and actually I donated some Mavs ball. I don't know if you've heard of it, if he told you about the Mavs Ball and their wonderful organization. And I donated a date with me and a handbag and um, some lovely lady bought it and then we couldn't go on the date. (laughs) Oh, no. Yeah. So hopefully I'll get to meet her soon. But was the gala at his house? No, the gala is at a hangar. It's called Millionaire. So it's a private jet hangar. So it's huge. I mean, there's thousands of people there, probably three, at least 3,000 people there, I'm guessing. I mean, wow. it's like, you can barely, you can't see everybody, trust me. But I did go over to say hi to Mark and got my photo and I haven't put it up. I need to put it up. Now you're reminding me. <laughs> yes. You, you, and like in parentheses said, uh, at Sam Alex Radio, reminded me to post this photo. At Sam Alex Radio told me to put this up because <laughs> we talked about you today. Mark's yes. been doing so many interviews. I'm actually um, really glad that he's out there. You know, he's so smart and he has such great ideas. And I've been watching his interviews on the different networks and really enjoying them. It's great ideas. I mean, he does. 
wish, yeah. people, I wish the politicians would listen to him. <laughs> <I know. laughs> so oh, well. what, what type of, growing up, what type of business was your family in? type of work? So um, my mother, believe it or not, had a thriving business. She was a manufacturer's representative. So um, she represented high-end clothing lines. So she would sell like Neiman Marcus, um, really high-end stores. And then my father and his brother, Harold Simmons, were in business for, I think my dad was working with him for 46 years. That's my stepfather. And before that, he was um, working for LTV. He was part of the space shuttle launch program. Um, he lost his hearing from that, from standing on the launch pads. He's a mathematician um, and a physicist. And my biological father is an engineer and a mathematician. So I'm the dumb dumb of the family. That's why <laughs> they don't understand. My, my biological father was also very, I mean, a genius with numbers. And he would get so frustrated. He'd sit there with his whiskey and he'd be like, I give up. <laughs> but he was, um, he was a, a chemical engineer and then he ended up working for, um, let's see, uh, air conditioning companies throughout the years. So Right on. So where did you go to high school and what did you do right after you graduated? So I was kind of a bad kid. Oh my God, you're making me tell all this stuff. I was a rebellious kid. So I grew up in a very Christian Pentecostal household and then Baptist and I rebelled <laughs> like all you know kids do. And so I went to um, a school called Lamplighter, which is a she-she kind of school for kids that don't, I mean, you can have like, um, whatever, it's free-flowing class, you know, so, and then I went to a school called Trinity Christian Academy, and then I became a little wild, and I ended up in public school, because we hadn't built the house in Highland Park, and we were building it, and I didn't want to go to Highland Park, because if you hadn't grown up in the Highland Park system, it's very, I mean, exclusive, and they, they're mean to new kids. Let's just put it that way. So I went to the Dallas public school system. I'm a product of the Dallas public school system. I graduated and um, I went to W.T. White, which is a kind of in the middle of Dallas. It's, you know, North Dallas kind of side, so to speak. Not far from Mark Cuban's house, though. Okay. Oh, well, wow. Such a small world. So what did you do after you graduated? What was next for you? After I graduated, um, I went to college in Virginia and I went to a women's college called Sweetbriar. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. They had a big issue, and I think it was 2012, where they were going to close the school down for lack of funding, and everybody came together, the alumni, to raise money, and we wanted to keep it an all-women's college, and um, they did, and it's still open and operating, and it's in, um, it's close to Lynchburg, Virginia. It's in a town called Amherst. It's, I mean, 4,000, 5,000 acres with 500 students. It's idyllic. It's beautiful. I mean, the grounds, that's really why I went there. The grounds were gorgeous. I was riding horses because you grew up a lot in Texas riding horses and I could ride a horse. And um, it was just a place also where I would focus on my studies. And I did. I made almost a 4.0 the first year I was in school. And then my dad bought me a sports car. And then, of course, I wrecked the sports car. <laughs> but I kept a high GPA. I mean, I love school. I love school, except for writing the papers. And I love to study. I love to read. I'm a before Real Housewives, I was a voracious reader, but after Real Housewives, the time, you know, I mean, there's not enough time in the day to do everything and running a company and podcasts. There's just a lot, you know? <laughs> yeah. What, what did you used to like to read? Fiction or nonfiction? Um, fiction. And then I read a lot of um, kind of like, um, not self-help books, but different views on life. And then also um, history, um, you know, how Texas was made, um, history, slavery, history, civil war, just all kinds of things like that. Just because I love to just learn about real life stories and real life um, difficulties in the past and see what, you know, people went through to get to where we are today. And kind of now we're kind of back in a situation, difficult situation in our country again. So I don't know if you know, my husband and I um, are producing a movie called My Brother's Crossing. 
and it was supposed to be released on April 7th for Easter weekend because it's a faith-based movie, but it talks about racial tension and divide in the United States. And unfortunately, because the theaters were closing, we still haven't gotten to release the movie, so hopefully it'll come out soon. <laughs> yeah, it, it, would it be uh, online? Can we see no, it, or, or are we going to wait till? We have distribution in all of the United States and theaters. So I was actually going to Virginia because it was shot in Virginia and really close to where I went to school for the premiere on, I think it was the 8th. And of course, then we couldn't travel and um, we were going to be there for two days. And so now we're kind of just holding off. We're on um, reservation until we decide. Like at 25% capacity, there's no reason in, in releasing a movie because you're not going to get your ROI. So we're kind of waiting and holding on. But I've done some interviews. Um, because it's, like I said, faith-based, I did a big interview on um, Daystar Network, which is the second largest Christian um, network in the United States. And then I've done a couple other interviews. I'm sorry if that's my, if that's my computer. Um, on local, I was supposed to do a lot of local and then also travel to different networks. And I just haven't, you know, we haven't been able to travel. So I can't wait for the world to get back to normal. Have you guys produced any other projects or is this the first? This is, well, I, when I was living in Los Angeles, so part of my time I lived in Los Angeles and New York, and I went to directing school with um, Travis, um, not it's been so long, um, I can't think of his last name, the Travis group, Mark Travis. He did like, um, what's the one, um, he did, I'll think of it in a minute, but he did a few movies, and so he taught me, we did like a couple of different directing projects, and then I was assistant uh, to him at AFI, and then I went to UCLA and studied um, everything from gripping to, I went to Panavision School for Camera, I went to um, light gapping school did everything because i thought i really wanted to be in that business and i kind of struggled through the years as a woman i ended up being in cinematography field and then because i went to the panavision program and then i got into it and they weren't really i mean literally 95 percent were men and it was really hard for women to move up in that area and unfortunately i didn't stick with it but um i know a lot about um you know production from the behind the camera and i also know about obviously from real housewives being in front of the camera and so i know a lot how the producers think when they want us you know what they want us to do and how yeah. the show needs to play out because there's just different elements of a show like a real housewives that need to happen so and some of the things i do people go i can't believe you did that but if i didn't do it you know, you have to have excitement, you have to have drama, you have to have story, you have to have, I've always had a story, but you also have to bring people up and, I mean, look at Real Housewives of New York. Have you been watching that? I, I have two kids under two, so I, I haven't yet. Oh my God. I'm like, oh, holy <laughs> S, you know, how are we going to, how are we to get to this point? Because, you know, my last year of being really drunk one time, I mean, Sonia does that every episode, okay? So I don't think I can do that. <laughs> It's you very guys, entertaining, though. <laughs> uh, do you guys communicate with the other housewives, or you kind of do your own thing in each city? Well, no, it depends. So I am friends, real good friends with Margaret Josephs from Real Housewives of New Jersey. We talk a lot, and then I'm friends with Dorinda. Don't really, I see her when I'm in New York sometimes, but I don't really, you know, communicate with her that much. Um, Tinsley's mother and my mother are friends. So Dale Mercer and my mom, Dee Simmons, are friends. And then, um, of course, the OC girls, a lot of them started Emily um, Bronwyn. So we're friends. Um, I would say, like, if you're a younger housewife, I'm, I'm going into, this will be my fourth season. So you kind of tend to talk to the younger ones because the older ones are like, we've been around, you know, we're not going to talk to you. I mean, they're just it's, sometimes... You can talk to them, and I've been, you know, friends with them, but we're not as friendly as I say the the younger housewives meeting starting in the franchise later. Got it. All right, well, I want to talk about uh, your business and your podcast uh, coming up after the break with DeAndre Simmons.
DeAndre Simmons is our guest. You know, we're from Real Housewives of Dallas. You got a podcast and a great business. But first, I want to know, how did you get the role for Real Housewives of Dallas? Did they contact you or was there an open casting call? How did that work? So, Sam, before season one started, they actually contacted me and wanted me to be one of the original Housewives. And at the time, I just was bad timing for me. And I said, I can't do it right now. Um, and it wasn't called Real Housewives. It was called How to Make It in Dallas. I don't know if you know that little story about it. It no. wasn't a Real Housewives show. And I thought, why am I going to do a show that's not franchised? And it could be a one-hit wonder. And, you know, then I destroy the rest of my life. <laughs> or whatever. You, know? <laughs> <laughs> you want to stick with this thing if you're going to continue down this yeah. path. I felt like it would be harder for me to get um, back on the screen if I just did a one-hit show. So they came to me and said, okay, it's going to be Real Housewives. And they were into filming about two months. And will you join now? And I said, no, because it's just not the right time in my life. However go do your one season and see how it goes. And if you want me next year, I'll come back. And then the next year I came back and I had already done, I, I had done a Skype the year or two or two or three years before, cause they've been trying to put real housewives of Dallas together for years. I don't know if you knew that, but a long time. And so they had me on camera several different times. And then uh, the producer and um, Rich Bai from Goodbye Pictures came here and then put us on camera and then they offered me a position. So, and then Cameron came with me because Cameron and I um, knew each other socially um, and she interviewed at the same time and that's it. That's how we ended up on Real Housewives. And what was a typical week or even a year? Like what, what's the shooting schedule like? It's pretty hectic. Um, it's funny because most of the years I, we shoot from Tuesday through Sunday or Tuesday through Saturday, sorry, Tuesday through Saturday, we have Sunday, Monday off. But that doesn't mean you have the day off because the producers are calling you all day long to talk through story and, you know, what do you think about this? What she said this? How do you want to, I mean, you know, things like that because they want something when they get back on camera to happen, you know? <laughs> so right. you got to talk about every single thing. And then, so during the week, they'll give us a shooting schedule just like you would have on a set um, of a film or TV and it would say, okay, you know, 12 o'clock, you're going to meet Stephanie here. Three o'clock, you're going to talk to Jeremy. You know, the next day, four o'clock, you're going to meet Mama D and you're going to talk to the business, whatever it is. And then they throw in audibles, which I call them audibles, like in football. They'll say, oh, by the way, we're going to sneak this scene in on you because so-and-so had a breakdown. You got to go talk to her. <laughs> <laughs> and they pay you for it, right? They pay us. Yes. They okay, pay good. Us. It's a job. <laughs> it's a job. And that's, that's one of the things I think that people don't understand because it's television, it's entertainment, but it's also a job at the end of the day and you're expected to do your job. Meaning if you sign up for a reality show, you're expected to share the reality of what's happening in your life and real stories and difficult stories. And that's, I take it very seriously. Um, I think a lot of people don't understand that. So anything I've brought to the show, it's been something that, you know, I, it's really happening in my life. I felt like I was, I had to share it because I signed up on this journey. So I don't hold back. Uh, tell me all about... That doesn't make me like class favorite because I don't hold back, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask too, you said you, you were such a troublemaker growing up, but it sounds like when you were in college, you were behaving yourself. You know, I behaved, I was always a good student, so I never got in trouble. My, I never had the bad grade situation. Um, and I did behave myself much more in school. I also had a really bad trauma in school. I broke my back and I was paralyzed from the waist down and they didn't think I was going to walk. And I ended up, um, after being in the hospital for a whole semester, I ended up walking again and it was just a miracle. My parents really prayed and my grandmother came. They all prayed around me and I walked again. And it's just a miracle that happened in my life. But um, so it was hard. My sophomore year was very hard. My junior year, I went abroad to Paris, and I met the first what I thought was love of my life. <laughs> 
and he was from Morocco and you know that just really didn't pan out of course his family was not too thrilled about me so <laughs> <laughs> that lasted for a while and then I went back and graduated from Sweetbriar and um, I never went I really regret never getting my master's honestly um, you know, I was on a path for, I wanted to go to LA and to Hollywood and I wanted to act and I've acted since I was a young child. And so I kind of pursued that for 10 years. And then I thought if I'm not making enough money by the time I'm 30, then it's probably not, I, I'm going to bow out gracefully. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like to be that poor. I mean, look, I've been poor for three years in the housewives of Dallas. I do not like being poor. Okay. <laughs> How did you injure your back? Did you fall off a horse? Or? Yeah, I fell off my horse. I was jumping. So I used to do hunters and jumpers. What, what does hunting, hunters mean? Hunters, um, basically you go on a hunt like you're pretend fox hunting <laughs> with dogs. And then, um, or you go, actually you go look for the fox. You don't kill the fox. I mean, we don't kill the fox. It's okay. go, it's fox hunting in Virginia is a huge thing. And then jumping was just obviously going through the jump, the obstacle course of the jumps. And that's where I broke my back was going over a jump. Awesome. And that, so were you bed bound for like a semester? Yeah, bed bound for a semester, doing all my courses. Um, you know, I, I don't even know how we did them back then. I, I don't remember, to be honest with you. I mean, there wasn't like you could zoom in, you know? Right. So different. Well, <laughs> talk about... I think I just uh, read my books and took the test. <laughs> <laughs> uh, tell me all of it. So did the, uh, the boyfriend from Morocco ever visit you at school? He did. He visited me in the United States. Um, we had a big party for him. My parents really liked him. Um, but his parents, like I said, they were different culture, Muslim. His dad had been um, head of the military in Morocco. So he was from a very affluent family in Morocco. His, their house, they had a house on the golf course next to the Kings in uh, Marrakesh. I went to visit that one time. But at the end of the day, this kind of went, we went back and forth for 10 years. And then at the end of the time, his dad was said, you have to marry the next door neighbor. You're not marrying this woman. She's American. She's not fitting into our lifestyle. It's over. You guys were together over. for 10 years? We went back and forth for 10 years. In fact, he flew me out to Morocco the last time when I was in my almost late 20s. And um, he said, I can't marry you. Uh, my dad has just said, no way. And I want to honor my family's wishes. You'll always be the love of my life. And that's the end of it. It was horrible. You can imagine. <laughs> Do you still keep in touch at all? No, 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 no. Mm -mm. No, nothing. I mean, you know, when it was over, it was over. And why keep in touch? That's just not good for any marriage, <laughs> right? True. Well, so what do you talk about on your... In my favor, because I married the love of my life, Jeremy Locke, who's much more fun and exciting. <laughs> Everything has a way of happening how it's supposed to happen. So That's tell me all right. about your a podcast. So my podcast is called I Don't Give a Rip, and it's based on one of Mama D's uh, sayings, I don't give a rip, which is what she says when she just doesn't care about things, which my mother really doesn't care what anybody thinks about anything. <laughs> she just does what she wants to do. So this is what it is. It's just free-flowing, irreverent talk about really we talk about what we did that week because we always tend to do stupid things during the week or weekend i mean last week my husband had a little bit of a drinking episode he kind of pulled a drunk deandra as we call it last weekend <laughs> and i'm on the sober train right now because i'm on a detox program <laughs> so i had to deal with all these crazy people doing drunk karaoke in the backyard which of course the cops came so and i'm so cold sober i'm just like this is not fair <laughs> <laughs> so do you have any uh, kids we have, so his children are uh, 24 and 20, what'll be, and one's 21. And so they live in South Carolina. So right on. they don't really, you know, as far as we talk to them, you know, they're boys. They don't want to talk to their parents that much. We talk to them when they need money <laughs> or just when we're checking in on them. Uh, one is going to be graduating from University of South Carolina uh, next year. 
and he's kind of the straight A student. And then the other one was on the show my first season and it's just, you know, he's just still trying to find himself. I mean, but it's not for me to find himself for him. He's got to do that. And how about the other one? What does he want to do after graduating? He got to medical school. He's a straight A student going to medical school. He's got his whole life planned out. We don't have to worry about him. He's going to be a psychiatrist, which I was so thrilled about. I'm like, cool. yes, you can write my medications. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> we have some fan questions for you after the break with DeAndre Simmons. DeAndre Simmons is our guest snower from Real Housewives uh, Dallas. We got some fan questions just a second, but uh, tell me all about Hard Night Good Morning. So my skincare line is called Hard Night Good Morning. So you've heard a few little anecdotal stories about me. So we've been talking. So I've had a few hard nights in my life. My college roommate named it that, but it's basically an aloe vera based skincare line that's full of botanicals and actives. I've been developing for 24 years. I developed a skincare line for my mother and this is the second iteration I developed starting in 2008. And we just repackaged, we branded everything and it's wonderful. It's great for all skin types. I have certain products that are good for, you know, different kinds, problem skin, sensitive skin, but it's really just taken off and it was, had taken off so well because I was doing trunk shows. Carrie Brittingham and I were traveling, you know, it was so funny, like sisterhood of traveling pants. We were traveling all around with our little trunk shows, fighting the whole time in the car because that's (laughs) what we do. She thinks I pack too much. I think she's, you know, annoying me and nagging me. I'm sure this will be making it onto the show this year. And finally, I'm just like, shut the F up, Carrie. Stop, leave me alone. (laughs) But we have fun doing it. We're like two sisters. So we were traveling, doing trunk shows. She's a a jewelry line. And it was going great. And then, of course, that all stopped. So um, we're going to, I think, do a virtual trunk show on Cinco de Mayo. So that way we can drink tequila (laughs) and do a trunk show. So she's going to be on one Instagram live. And I'm going to be on the other. We're going to drink tequila and show our jewelry and our skincare. That'll be next week. So oh, yeah, next morning is my skincare line. I've been developing, like I said, for many years, and it's a wonderful, wonderful aloe vera based skincare line. Uh, so Mary wants to know what are your tips for making makeup look good every morning? Oh wow. Well, um, I use my pro, my detox toner, which is so I use that after I wash my face. Then I'm putting my moisturizer on, which is my anti-inflammatory. Then I put my um, all of my foundation and powder on, and my makeup, and I spray with the detox toner. It's a makeup setting spray. So that's really my tip. And a makeup artist named James Vincent actually is the one who uh, told me about that. He developed Fenty Beauty, and Mac. He started Mac, so he loves the detox toner he uses in his kit and the L22. So, um, but my, I've been doing makeup. You got to realize I'm a Texas girl, Sam. Been doing makeup since I was four. Okay, so, <laughs> but I have a plethora of products, um, different foundations, different powders. I do have my own powder that I made, and it's for sale on Hard Night Good Morning. A translucent powder that I finished with everything, and it really makes my skin just look sparkly and, and flawless. So that's another tip of mine. Dallas girl. So why is it that a lot of times people from Texas love just uh, being dialed up? That's just kind of the doing pageants is a big thing. I say I came out of the womb with a tube of lipstick in my hand, I think. So, I mean, that's just because it's, you have to look pretty everywhere you go. I mean, my mother dies when I go out without my makeup on or baseball cap on or, you know, I don't wear sweatpants, but yoga pants. She just, is just, oh my God, she would never leave her house without having everything perfectly polished. It's just something that you grow up in Texas and women are expected to look and dress a certain way. Now, Gina wants to know, who are your most famous friends? Please name drop. <laughs> my most famous friends. Oh my gosh. Um, well, let's see. Um, you put me on the spot here. Besides other housewives, um, 
Oh God, I do have a lot of famous friends. I did a yoga retreat with Gwyneth Paltrow one weekend. And Whoa, it was just cool. myself and Gwyneth. She's not my friend though. It was just myself and Gwyneth and Mary Wigmore, that's her best friend. And our yoga teacher, we happen to have the same yoga teacher. That was many years ago. That was quite interesting. Um, <clears throat> Why do you say it was interesting? <laughs> well, I mean, that was when she was kind of going through the Ben Affleck phase. And she would call him, I think, cuckoo pants or something like that. It was like cuckoo, crazy cuckoo, something. It was interesting. So, um, but she was, you know, she was fine. She was much more in shape than I was. Oh my God. So, so were you ever by her and she's talking on the phone in the corner and you hear her talking to Ben Affleck saying, hey, I love you, cuckoo pants. It was, it was something cuckoo, like cuckoo boy or something okay. funny like that. But she, no, we took it, we were at a, um, at a, a place in the Catskills. It was a Zen, Zen retreat place. So we had to do like in the morning running around the Zendo and then we had to do sitting for six to eight hours. It was horrible. <laughs> Eating vegetarian, vegan food. <laughs> so that was kind of my experience, my weekend with her. And then I never really, I've, I've only seen her one or once or twice. I've seen Mary Wigmore by chance in the Hamptons once or twice. Um, let's see who else. And there's, I mean, I, Angie Harmon's from Dallas, you know that, right? So yeah. I met her when we were growing up. Um, and I'm trying to think, you know, I've met so many people over the years and I just, of course, know my head is going blank. <laughs> I'll think of it at the end You're of our the biggest I'll celebrity. I'll start uh, shouting out names. I'll start <laughs> shouting out names and just go, what if my, actually my ex was very good friends with, um, Jeff Bridges. So, um, oh, cool. I, okay, I've got to get a good story for you now. I'm thinking, thinking, thinking. The okay. wheels are burning. So I stayed at um, Peter and Becky Fonda's house in Montana one time with my ex, and Jeff Bridges was down the road. And then Bruce Weber, we went to dinner with Bruce Weber and his wife, Nan, that night. And uh, we had a really great party because we had just gotten, that was when I just gotten engaged to him. This is before Jeremy. <laughs> so he kind of threw us a really nice dinner that night. So it was fun. Um, you know, that's, those are kind of. Um, was it, what, what city was that in? That was in Livingston, Montana. They all have homes over there in Livingston, Montana. It's like the hippy dippy part of Montana. Which every part of Montana is hippy dippy. What that's the state about? to be. And Kelly Clarkson, Justin Timberlake, and yeah, John Mayer. It, it was awesome. It was awesome. So. Right on. All right. Well, coming up is our final segment. We'll play a game of this or that with DeAndre Simmons. DeAndre Simmons is our guest. We're going to play a game of this or that. Just a second. First, DeAndre, what are you grateful for? Oh, I am grateful for the fact that my business is still running through, through all this coronavirus and um, that I still am able to pay my employees and that I'm still waking up every day. I'm happy. I'm healthy. And I mean, there's so many things to be grateful for. I have a roof over my head. I have everything I need. I mean, it may be lean times, but we're still, we still are able to have a wonderful life. And I'm so grateful for that. This or that, martini or whiskey? Martini. <laughs> uh, moisturizer or sunblock? <sighs> oh, I guess I got to go with sunblock because I'm a skincare company. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> moisturizer, moisturizer. <laughs> uh, lemonade or iced tea? Iced tea. And lastly, Instagram or Twitter? Instagram. I hate Twitter. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Well, I'm on. I'm at Sam Alex Radio and uh, Hard Night. Good morning. Anything else we need to be plugging? I want everyone to check out your podcast, which I love. I feel like you can just be hosting a radio show too. Yes. So Hard Night Good Morning is my skincare line. Ultimate Living is my nutrition line. I'm sorry, that just 
Ultimate Living is my nutrition line. And then um, I Don't Give a Rip is my podcast. And stay tuned for stand-up coming up for me. I'm working on it right now. So it'll come up. Hopefully, the, by the end of this year, I'll be doing some stand-up. So I'm very excited about that. And you can follow me at Deandra Simmons at Deandra Simmons at Twitter, on Instagram, and then Facebook. It's D-apostrophe, capital A-N-D-R-A, Simmons. For stand-up meaning comedy? Yes. Yes. My secret wish has always been to be a comedian, so we'll see how that goes. Oh my gosh, can't wait to see it. All right, well, yeah, let me know when your Netflix special's coming out and when you're coming to Nashville, okay? I will. <laughs> Deandra Simmons, thanks for being on the show. Really appreciate it. You just said Nashville. Oh my God, I can't believe this. Can I just add one more thing? Please. Okay, so one of my best friends is Tim McGraw's sister. How did I forget this? So Tim, I've met Tim and Faith several times, and I always go back behind the stage when he's playing because his sister's my good friend, Sandy. So there you go. There's my favorite per famous person. How's that? Whoa. Is Sandy lives in Dallas? No, Sandy lives in Nashville. Oh, what, so how do you guys know each other? We met because my husband does something called Skyball, which is a veterans charity. And Tim was playing that time. And my husband does all the photojournalism. He gets all the photographers for that. And so I was behind stage and they're big Housewives fans. So they wanted to meet me. I was like, what? What do you mean you want to meet me? I want to meet you. So we ended up meeting and we became fast friends and um, we just have been friends for years. So that's been about, I guess, four years now. Whoa. So, where does that take place? You. What city is Skyball in? Dallas at American Airlines hangar down at the airport. There's about 3,000 people that attend Skyball to support our veterans. So, and wounded veterans in particular. So, and their families. Oh, DeAndre Simmons, thanks for being on the show. Thank you, Sarah. I appreciate it.